Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dr. Ron Sr. and uh, wishing you a happy and healthy day. Dr. Ron Jr. is uh, still on R&R and enjoying himself and getting his batteries recharged, and he should be back next week. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, You have made this uh, Internet radio station number one in southwest Florida for medical news. Uh, I'm sorry to say I am fighting uh, some problems with my teeth, so... uh, as, Tuesday, as our shows ended early Tuesday, it may end early today. But a big shout out to my dentist, Dr. Scott D., who is just handling everything just tremendously, and uh, I should be back uh, by the end of next week. Ladies and gentlemen, again, the 190th day of 2015 with 175 days left. Incredible. Well, as you know by now this show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and LipoLite.com. Uh, LipoLite Naples is located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in Naples, Florida. The phone number there is 239-331-5886. LipoLite Naples offers uh, a complete range of, of uh, treatments and, and uh, advice for you. If you want a slim shape and tone, we have devices that do that non-surgically, no anesthesia, no cutting, no downtime. If you need hair removal, we have devices for that, no downtime. If you want to tone up your face, get rid of some of those fine lines and wrinkles, we have the fine line mask, non-surgical, no downtime. Dr. Ron is a board neurological, a board-certified neurological chiropractor, and also deals with neuropathy and spinal dysfunction. So, um, complete range of uh, services at LipoLite Naples, located conveniently in the Mission Square Shopping Center, 1575 Pine Ridge Road. So, ladies and gentlemen, as some of you have tuned into my new show on Tuesdays at uh, 7 p.m., we had a discussion uh, while I could uh, continue the show with my problem uh, on statin drugs and uh, the proton pump inhibitor drugs like Nexium. And I can't help uh, but uh, having to go to Lowe's department store and buying duct tape and taping my head when it comes to statin drugs. I just want to blow my head off with the indiscriminate use of these drugs and the fact that they can cause dementia. And this dementia problem, it just keeps me awake at night. 
because these drugs are being prescribed to everybody with no critical decision-making. In fact, I talked to a good friend of mine who's an MD and a PhD, and uh, he agreed that the young medical personnel today are very much influenced by the drug companies and don't use uh, all the knowledge and the brain power given to them by God to discern who needs what and why. And it's a shame to say that about 70-some percent of the board of directors of medical schools now are, uh, they contain people from the pharmaceutical industry. So uh, we are being bombarded. There is no doubt that uh, drugs are necessary, no doubt whatsoever, but not in not how they're used and how much they are used. And as I told you this past Tuesday night, the billions and billions and billions of dollars made off of these drugs. So let's just talk a little bit today, while I can, uh, about uh, dementia, because I think it's it's important to all of us. Uh, none of us want to uh, be drooling and sitting in a chair and not knowing what time of the day it is or where we are and worse yet, having those times when we do know where we are and, and getting very depressive and affecting everyone around us. So here's one, Justin, from the water is wet department, we'll call it. If you have memory loss and if your memory keeps getting worse, you're more likely to get Alzheimer's disease. Are you kidding? Someone actually did a study on this. And uh, let me just talk to you about that. You know, every every senior you loses a little memory speed, and every senior suffers the occasional brain burp. This is different from the real memory loss that will increase your risk of dementia. But there's a distinction that this study failed to even mention. So when a senior sees this study, they'll probably uh, think they're going to get dementia. So what's really going on here? This study was funded by the Alzheimer Association, which you may know better as one of those charities always sending you return address uh, labels and begging you for money to, quote, find a cure, unquote. Please don't send them a penny. This group climbed into bed with the big pharmaceutical companies years ago, and they never got out. And today, they're actively suppressing real cures while pushing the drug industry's agenda. And this nonsensical study fits that agenda perfectly. Just about every Alzheimer drug in development has crushed and burned and crashed spectacularly. The industry is now shifting its game to primary prevention, or in other words, a wonder drug that can prevent the disease rather than cure it. And remember, we talked about primary prevention with these statin drugs, where they fail over 97% of the time. This primary prevention, remember that, we'll come back to that later. Gosh, there's even rumors of a dementia vaccine in the works. Of course, what's the goal of all this? It isn't to prevent Alzheimer's. It is to get as many people to take the drug as possible, including the millions who would never, ever develop the disease anyway. And if you've got millions of seniors terrified that they're at risk, even if they're not, there will be lines out the door the day these medications go in the market. 
So I'm asking you not to join that line because there are ways to help prevent this disease. Uh, and you won't hear about them from the Alzheimer's Association. You know, this group even has an entire page on its website devoted to trashing natural therapies, especially CoQ10 and fish oil. They call them, quote-unquote, unproven. While also claiming, and this is not, I'm not kidding you, that getting a flu shot might prevent Alzheimer's disease. My ladies and gentlemen, that's quackery. There's no science involved in that at all. None at all. So just uh, for this first segment, let me just say that there are certain B vitamins that can do pretty good. Uh, There was a study uh, that used a trade name of vitamin B because it was patented by one of the uh, authors. But the secret in this uh, trio is that it is a blend of 800 micrograms of folic acid, 500 micrograms of B12, and 20 milligrams of B6. And there's nothing even remotely risky about these levels for most people. And in fact, you can get these at most drugstores and supermarkets in higher doses. So, if you uh, there's lots of other things you can do, but you can all, you can definitely take some B vitamins, and uh, maybe prevent some Alzheimer's disease. And today in the Mercola report, uh, of course, he's concerned with it too, and uh, they're trying to develop blood tests and biomarkers for this terrible, terrible disease. But there is a test that you can download. Uh, called SAGE, S-A-G-E test. And it's from the uh, Division of Cognitive Neurology at Ohio State University's Wexner Medical Center, S-A-G-E. And according to Dr. Scherer, this simple test correlates very well to more comprehensive cognitive tests and is an excellent way to get an early assessment of your cognitive or brain function. And they recommend taking it at intervals over time uh, because it could serve as an early warning sign if you start to decrease. That's for now. Later, I think uh, we will be developing some types of brain scans and biomarkers that may one day be used to detect this, this horrible disease. So can can it be prevented? People are starting to ask this question right now. Uh, what they what most people fail to realize, however, is that while there is no pharmaceutical cure, you have some degree of control over the situation if you make diet and lifestyle changes. So you know we've talked about this at on Rejuvenations Health Radio. Avoid processed foods of all kinds because they contain a number of harmful ingredients to your brain. Not the least is refined sugar, processed fructose, gluten-type grains, genetically engineered ingredients, and pesticides like glyphosate. Remember, glyphosate is also called Roundup. It's a herbicide that is thought to be worse than DDT. And DDT, my friends, has already been linked to the development of Alzheimer's. 
And, of course, as uh, Dr. Perlmutter has talked about, optimize your gut flora by avoiding the, the above foods, uh, avoid antibiotics and antibacterial products, avoid fluorinated and chlorinated water by regularly eating uh, traditional fermented foods. And we'll talk maybe a little bit later about kefir, something that we use in our home and that we recommend. And if you care uh, to uh, read a, a good book, David David Perlmutter is here from uh, Naples, Florida. He's a board-certified neurologist and a fellow of the American College of Nutrition, and he explore, explores these important concepts in his books. One's called Grain Brain, and the other is Brain Maker. The subtitle of those books is The Power of Gut Microbes to Heal and Protect Your Brain for Life. So... Can you regrow cells? Well, maybe. Maybe lifestyle changes, including exercise, reducing overall calorie consumption, reducing carbohydrate consumption, increasing your healthy fats. Coconut oil, as we've told you on this show, is ideal since it contains 66% medium-chain triglycerides. They're also seen as MCT. And that's the preferred fuel for your brain, which is over 90% cholesterol. Incredible, huh? There's even evidence that suggests that ketone bodies may help restore and renew neurons and nerve function in your brain, even after damage has set in. And therapeutic levels of these MCTs have been studied at 20 grams per day, which is about two tablespoons of coconut oil. And intermittent fasting, as Dr. Ron has talked about, going 12 to 16 hours between meals, also boosts the production of these ketone bodies that are necessary for your brain. And, of course, increasing your omega-3 fat intake and reducing your uh, omega-6 fats, the vegetable oils, in order to get a nice balance. So... You know, there's lots of research going on. We won't talk about research right now because it doesn't. it's nothing you can apply today. But, you know, some people think that this might be a slow form of med-cal disease and so forth. But as we see research that we can apply today, we'll bring it to you here on Rejuvenations Health Radio. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, please eat real food. Avoid food from industrial kitchens. Avoid sugar and refined fructose. Ideally, you'll want to keep your sugar levels to a minimum and your total fructose levels below 25 grams a day. And avoid gluten. You know, the gluten in our grains has gotten higher and higher over the years. So where pasta was made by pure semolina in the past and you can enjoy your uh, spaghetti and meatballs, etc., now you have to be careful to get a gluten-free pasta because Gluten uh, makes your gut permeable, makes the pores bigger. It allows proteins to get in your bloodstream, and they don't belong there. That sensitizes your immune system and promotes inflammation and autoimmunity. What does that mean? Inflammation is the basis of most chronic diseases, and autoimmunity is when your body starts destroying its own parts. So we want to uh, avoid sugar, eat real food. Optimize the flora in your gut by having a good probiotic. Eat healthy fats. 
like we said, the coconut oil. Reduce your overall overall calorie consumption, fast intermittently. Magnesium levels, we haven't talked a lot about that, but preliminary research is showing a, uh, excuse me, a suggestion that a decrease in Alzheimer's symptoms with increasing levels of magnesium in the brain. Unfortunately, most magnesium supplements do not pass the blood-brain barrier. There's a new one out. It appears to do that. It's called Magnesium 308. Uh, we'll, we'll bring you more up to date as we get more information on that. Eat a diet rich in folate, folic acid. Vegetables, without question, are your best form of folate. And we should all eat plenty of fresh, raw veggies every day. Exercise regularly. You know, if all you can do is walk, that is great. Uh, you know, an hour of three times a week has been shown to decrease strokes. So uh, you don't have to go out there and uh, work up a sweat and jog 20 miles. But uh, people with Alzheimer's disease definitely have a, a less of a, a compound in their blood that is associated with being sedentary. So if you're sedentary, you have this drug, and you're more prone to Alzheimer's. Optimize your vitamin D levels with safe sun exposure. Sufficient vitamin D is imperative for the proper functioning of your immune system. Because what does vitamin D do? It is an anti-inflammatory. Among other functions, it is anti-inflammatory. Of course, we want to avoid and eliminate mercury in your body if you have Mercury fillings, those are silver fillings that are 55% mercury by weight. Uh, you definitely have to go to a, a dentist that knows how to remove them uh, properly with a dam and so forth. And we haven't talked about aluminum, but aluminum tangles have been associated with almost every case of Alzheimer's. Beside the old aluminum pots and pans we used to cook in, Aluminum is included in antiperspirants, nonstick cookware. It's contained in vaccines, so we have to be very careful of that. And flu vaccines, sorry to say, contain both mercury and aluminum, and we know they're neurotoxic and immunotoxic. So they attack our nervous system, as we're talking about mercury and aluminum, and they attack our immune system. And get to the last but not least is anticholinergic drugs and statin drugs. The drugs that block acetylcholine, a nervous system neurotransmitter, have been shown to increase your risk of dementia. You want to hear what some of these drugs are, ladies and gentlemen? Nighttime pain relievers, antihistamines, sleep aids, certain antidepressants, medications to control incontinence, and statin drugs are particularly problematic because they suppress the synthesis of cholesterol and deplete your brain of coenzyme Q10. And remember in my opening monologue, I talked about how the Alzheimer's Association says CoQ10 is... Uh, not even recommended, and it's junk science. Well, ladies and gentlemen, statin drugs suppress the synthesis of cholesterol and deplete your brain of coenzyme Q10. 
and vitamin K2 and neurotransmitter precursors. And they prevent the adequate delivery of essential fatty acids and fat-soluble antioxidants to your brain by inhibiting the production of the indispensable carrier biomolecule known as low-density lipoprotein. Why anyone would take a statin drug unless there's a family history of heart attacks and severe uh, uh, atherosclerosis is beyond me, except that the drug companies uh, want to continue to make the billions and billions of dollars off of these drugs. Mental stimulation is important. Don't let me just forget that before I get off of this, uh, this thought. Mental stimulation is really important. Learning something new, learning to play an instrument, trying a new language, uh, they're associated also with a decreased risk of Alzheimer's. And mental challenges help build up your brain, uh, probably making it less susceptible to the lesions, these tangles that are associated with Alzheimer's disease. Well, uh, you didn't think you were going to get a lecture today, did you, ladies and gentlemen? Well, you know that my thoughts on statin drugs are very negative. I've done a lot of research on them. Uh, But for no other reason than the fact that it can cause dementia, which is a terrible disease if you know anyone fighting that disease. It affects the whole family. And the person suffering the dementia, although they seem calm at times, they can be quite aggravated. And when they do have these moments of clarity, it is really quite uh, uneasy to deal with. So let's take a break. Uh, listen about Lipolite. Lipolite is a red light therapy that's used at Lipolite Naples uh, to reduce fine lines in the face, to reduce uh, the girth of your stomach because it collapses uh, the fat cells and allows those fatty acids to go out through other parts of your body. Be back in a minute. Would you like to lose a dress size? Welcome to Lipolite, the intelligent, non-invasive alternative to liposuction. Lipolite is a revolutionary treatment for body shaping and fat reduction. Over a course of treatments, you can easily expect to drop a dress size. The red light generated by the Lipolite body sculpting system safely penetrates your skin and is absorbed by your fat cells. This stimulation opens pores in the fat cells, breaking down its contents, allowing the fat to escape, a process known as lipolysis. Your fat cells will then shrink whilst the excess fat is safely removed by the body's natural metabolic process. All you have to do is lie comfortably on the treatment couch for approximately 20 minutes whilst the light releases the fat from your target areas. A course of treatment is recommended over a four-week period for best results. You may feel a gentle warming sensation as the light works to release fat. After each treatment, exercise is recommended to accelerate the removal of the released fat from your body. These results can be further enhanced and maintained with a sensible diet and exercise program. Lipolite is safe, affordable and helps to improve your health and well-being for years to come. For more information, please call Lipolite Naples at 239-331-5886, 239-331-5886. 239-331-5886, 239-331-5886, that's the Lipolite name. 
And Lipolite Naples, 239-331-5886. And uh, there's a beautiful website associated with Lipolite Naples. It's uh, lipolitenaples.com. And the light is L-I-G-H-T. And then uh, a lot of specials uh, uh, that are given by Lipolite Naples will be found on, on their Facebook page, which is also Lipolite Naples. You see a trend here, ladies and gentlemen? Lipolite Naples. Uh, your one-stop shopping for your health. Dr. Ron and his staff uh, coach you through everything, whether you're in there for a chiropractic adjustment, which is uh, uh, done with a computer, if you're there for craniosacral work, if you're there for a massage in the uh, adjoining Euro Spa, whether you're there for uh, wrinkles, hair removal, neuropathy, if you're if you're experiencing pain, especially from diabetes, uh, Dr. Ron has a program for that. So conveniently located in Naples in a beautiful office at 1575 Pine Ridge Road. 239-331-5886. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am uh, struggling through here uh, with uh, my tongue going through my tooth here that has to be fixed. But uh, just uh, uh, bear with me, please. I'll try and get through a little more of this. Uh, there's something that I should bring to your attention today. And uh, because we're, now we're into the summer, and you know... Uh, my feeling about sunscreens, because as the use of sunscreens went up, so did the deadly risk of melanoma go up. And uh, there is a website, E, like environmental, W, like working, F, like force, environmental working force, EWG.org. And EWG.org lists the safe, sunscreens, because all sunscreens are not created equal. Some of them have, I'm sorry, that's Environmental Working Group. Uh, Some of them have chemicals in them that can boil under your skin and cause melanoma. Now, a recent study, wait to hear this. So, you know, when you were a kid, breakfast, ham and eggs, steak and eggs, pretty good. Wash it down with a good glass of farm fresh milk. What a way to start the day. Wait to hear what's going on now. Today, thanks to years of TV brainwashing, the perfect breakfast most people picture involves some kind of cereal and toast with margarine, which is, you know, trans fatty acid, washed down with what? A tall glass of orange juice. Perfect breakfast, right? (coughs) Well, it's perfectly awful. The entire meal is a recipe for low energy, hunger, obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. So... What haven't you heard specifically from that glass of OJ? Well, new research is finding that drinking orange juice regularly could, that's an important word now, could increase your risk of melanoma, which is the deadliest form of skin cancer. A daily glass of orange juice, the study showed, will increase your risk of melanoma by 25%. And this was in the Journal of Clinical Oncology. So, here we have a link between juice and cancer that's sort of clear. And what does everyone else blame? You guessed it, the sun. Can't make it up, folks. Already experts are lining up to claim that orange juice won't hurt you, but the sun will. 
They're saying that orange juice contains a compound that might make your skin, your skin more sensitive to sun. Well, you still need sunlight to trigger the cancer. Well, a, a dermatologist from Brown University said the citrus can't hurt you without excessive sun exposure. Sounds to me like he didn't even read the study because uh, the link between skin cancer and orange juice held even after sun exposure and sunburn were taken into account. So what do you think the real reason for this link is, ladies and gentlemen? Probably because ounce for ounce, orange juice has about as much sugar as soda. And you know that melanoma loves sugar. Using it as fuel with 40% of all melanomas actually dependent on sugar. So if you're guzzling orange juice every morning, you'll just give that cancer just what it needs to grow. Same for grapefruit and other sugary citrus fruits. They'll increase your risk of skin cancer, according to this study. My feeling is get back to basics. You can have a uh, breakfast like Dr. Ron with a good whey protein shake with some added vitamins, or go back to the basics of bacon, steak, ham, and eggs and wash them down with fresh milk and coffee. I would just say you should be saying no to orange juice, ladies and gentlemen. I just uh, Because we're in southwest Florida, now we have two direct links to melanoma. For the men, Viagra and now orange juice. Well, what should we talk about? Well, you know, my, my favorite study, uh, my favorite drug to bash because it is it's so abused is statins. So I'm going to talk a little bit about statins as we go along here. And I should, in, on July 6th of 2015, 15th out of San Diego, California, guess what uh, a medical journal wrote? Statins linked with heightened aggression in women but reductions in men. The lead investigator was Dr. Beatrice Gollum, G-O-L-O-M-B, University of California, San Diego. So this is stuff that's not, you know, just uh, daily news stuff. This is stuff written in medical journals. So she, basically she's saying that as this cholesterol got decreased, aggression increased, and she she went on to say it can be quite serious. And this study included 1,016 adults. I mean, that's that's a nice study. It's not like saying 10 people. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, statin drugs again. Uh, not only dementia, diabetes, obesity, cataracts. Now, maybe aggressive behavior. I don't know. I think there might be something. Uh, better to take than the statin drugs. And then there was another one, July, uh, in uh, an article written in Lipids and Heart Disease. It was a review of uh, the anti-inflammatory properties, and I've talked about this, of statin drugs. They can decrease inflammation. So even though I am against them for primary prevention, which they fail over 97% of the times, they do have an anti-inflammatory value, especially if you have a stent, post-cardiac surgery. Uh, you know, they do have an effect. I'm not denying that. I'm denying it for the 
primary prevention, that is a, a perfectly healthy person that only has a slightly elevated cholesterol put on a statin drug. Uh, 97% failure. Boy, if, they were, if that was a vitamin, uh, it was, the FDA would have pulled that right off the market. But, you know, it's a statin drug controlled by the big pharmaceutical companies. And they are the most profitable medi- medications in the history of pharmacy. And, uh, you know, they are promoted as the go-to medications to prevent heart disease. And a recent study found that 100% of men and 62% of women aged 66 to 75 should take a statin medication, even if their cholesterol level was normal. Of course, that, that study was funded by the pharmaceutical company. And when a pharmaceutical company commissions a study, there could be 70,000 pages of, uh, of research numbers, but they'll cherry-pick it and get it down to the three pages where uh, they can prove their point. So if you listen to conventional cardiologists, the American Heart Association, the American College of Cardiology, and other mainstream groups, you would have to believe that statins should be placed in the water supply. But if they significantly lowered the risk of heart disease, and they don't, and if statins were not associated with adverse side effects, and they are, well, we could dis- we could have a discussion about the widespread use of these uh, agents. However, statins are associated with a wide range of serious adverse drug reactions, which could cause any healthcare provider to think twice, or at least to use caution when prescribing these class of drugs. So, let's just look at a few adverse reactions from statins. And this is from the FDA Adverse Events Reporting System. And this information was compiled by Dr. Blair, B-L-A-I-R. Now, what do you hear about these, these, uh, this analysis? Dr. Blair explained that the FDA data reported by practicing physicians, those in the trenches, those in their offices, not in the ivory towers, shows frequent association between statins and numerous serious conditions. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that very few drug reactions are reported. They think maybe between 1 and 10% are actually reported to the Food and Drug Administration. So there's a book out. Well, we'll get to that later. Statins work by poisoning an enzyme, HMG-CoA reductase, which is needed to produce cholesterol, adrenal hormones, sex hormones, memory proteins. Get that again? Get that connection in there with statins? You need the, the, the enzyme that statins decrease for your memory and cell energy. The highest concentration of cholesterol is found where, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. You got it. In your brain. Can you guess an organ that will suffer when cholesterol production is blocked? Well, you're two for two, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, again, it is your brain. And all of the events occurred from between 2004 and 2014 and were gathered by the Food and Drug Administration. Listen to this one, brain function. There were 36,605 reports of brain dysfunction. That included memory impairment, transient cases of global amnesia, confusion, paranoia, disorientation, depression, dementia related to 
statins. And remember, this number is thought to represent only 1 to 10% of the true number of adverse drug reactions. And again, can you imagine how quickly the FDA will pull a vitamin from the marketplace if it is shown to cause tens of thousands of cases of brain dysfunction? So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, if someone is thinking they're losing their memory, maybe what they should lose is the statin drugs. And uh, statins are responsible for many more adverse effects. There are over 100,000 adverse event reports related to statins, uh, and these reports are to the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. So what else? In addition to the brain, statins negatively affect the functioning of your liver, your kidneys, and your muscles. And your muscles can be weak, and you can get awful weight, awful pains. You may interfere with your entire lifestyle. So some of the mainstream physicians will say, well, let's do a CPK test. Well, CPK, if it's not elevated, they'll say, well, it's not bothering your muscles. But you know, because you're in the trenches, you know you can't go up the steps like you used to. You know that uh, you're losing energy and you can't walk as much as you can. Well, there are many articles that have reported on normal CPK tests with muscle dysfunction secondary to the use of statin drugs. You can't poison a crucial enzyme or block an important receptor for the long term and expect a good result. Now maybe, maybe you could live with all these adverse drug reactions if these drugs, these statins, significantly lower the risk of heart disease. But they don't. They have never been convincingly shown to prevent a first heart attack in men and women. In men, the best, the statin studies, the best of them, show a 1% to 4% reduction in preventing a secondary cardiac event. That means, like I told you, they failed over 97% to prevent one, but if you have one and then you take statin drugs, there are only one to 4% effective in reducing the second one. In women, the, the numbers are much worse. I'm just, uh, I just cannot get over how many patients are put on these drugs with a, and, and they should be knowing these statistics. So heart disease patients are not developing heart disease due to a statin deficiency syndrome. So I think uh, we really need to get back to searching for the underlying cause of these illnesses like chronic inflammation, maybe a virus in some patients. Uh, this is really, really critical information, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, it's reported in the Journal of Medical, Medical Association. There was one November 17, 2014. I, I quoted from some of that uh, during this short monologue. And, you know, in a in a very prestigious journal called Atherosclerosis. That's the hardening of the arteries. In 2012, November, let me just read the headline. If this doesn't uh, get your attention, statin use and coronary artery plaque composition result from an international multi-center registry. So what does that mean? They They looked at the plaque, the, the harden of the arteries, and the use of statin drugs. 
What I, I'm just going to read uh, one or two sentences from the results. The mean age was 59 plus or minus 11. Compared to individuals not taking statins, those taking statins had a higher prevalence of risk factors and obstructive coronary artery disease. Get that? Statin use is associated with an increased prevalence and extent of coronary plaques possessing calcium. So we're trying to uh, decrease the heart disease. And here, a study in atherosclerosis, which I'm sure you never heard of, showing that it increases atherosclerosis. May 22nd, 2015, statins linked to diabetes and complications in healthy adults. This one was dose-response related. The higher the dose, the more the diabetes, the more the complications. Am I getting your attention about statin drugs, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, they, uh, every drug, I think, has a place and a time, but not in the to be used in over 30 to 40% of the population, and then creating a whole new set of diseases which need more drugs. So the, the, this study, which I just talked about, May 22, 2015, summarizes itself as statin use was associated with a very high risk of diabetes and complications. This was never shown before. Our findings will need to be confirmed because they have significant implications. But they they have a lot of confidence in this, in their study. Uh, they they studied a lot of patients, and uh, you know here we got a drug that can cause dementia, diabetes, and I didn't even get into the fact that it can cause cataracts, and that it, the bottom line is it doesn't work. It causes brain dysfunction, and a lot of people on statin drugs don't really change their lifestyle. So they go ahead and they keep eating the sugar, which they should be told to stop to be stop eating the sugar, to go on a higher fat diet, to eat good good fats like uh, coconut oil and olive oil, get back to a Mediterranean diet. And uh, well, here, here's a headline here: Statin on diabetes. Should we be worried? Well, Dr. Uh, Sandra Fryhofer says yes. Yes, and she reported that uh, uh, to uh, Medicine Matters. Uh, statins cause brain dysfunction. I mean, it, it goes on and on, and yet we have physicians, both young or ones that maybe just don't care, giving people statin drugs for when the literature and the science proves that it is not a great. In fact, it's hard. It doesn't prevent primary disease. Doesn't prevent it at all. So we need to talk about next week a Mediterranean diet, which can cut heart disease. And our our ancestors knew that. Uh, they knew how to cook naturally, use uh, fresh vegetables from their garden, to use olive oil, just to sit down and eat at a table, to be grateful with their, for what they had, to be grateful for their family and friends and not eat in a car and, and, and on the run. 
uh, our ancestors knew all of this. And foods are uh, definitely can be used as a drug. They're antioxidants. They're anti-inflammatory. Just, just it's just fantastic uh, what we left behind, and we we are relying on uh, drugs. So I have uh, talked for quite some time now, and my tooth is still in my mouth. So I guess that's pretty good. And I want to remind everybody about Lipo Light Naples at 1575 Pine Ridge Road uh, for slimming, shaping, and toning. If you've been to the beach lately and uh, you just don't like the way uh, your bikini fits and you don't, or you don't like the way your jeans are fitting when you go out at night, Lipo Light Naples, 239-331-5886. 239-331-5886. You know, the consultation for Lipo Light are always free. Uh, and there is a beautiful newsletter produced by LipoLite Naples, which you can call for and get on the email list. And if you look, go to LipoLightNaples.com, you can download a, a free ebook. I think you'll, it's written by Dr. Ron Jr., and I think you'll get a lot out of it. And ladies and gentlemen, be, between Dr. Ron and myself, we have over 60-some years of medical experience. So, you know, we don't know everything, but I think... Uh, we have had a lot of experience in the field, and we see what is a fad and what is not a fad. Uh, so think about it and uh, give us a call. So in the uh, remaining moments, I want to remind you that on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m., we just have a one-hour show with myself. We pick one topic, and... We started this past Tuesday, and we had a fairly good uh, audience. I, I want to thank everybody for that. And we talked about statins and proton pump inhibitors, the Nexium products. I talked a, about the proton pump inhibitors because I had a, a son of a dear friend die of a uh, esophageal uh, adenocarcinoma. And uh, this is one thing that these drugs are associated with. Uh, they can make esophageal cancers worse. So it's really, really dear to me. Plus, I have another friend that has been on them for years. And, you know, these drugs are called the purple crack. It, it, they are definitely addictive because they work. And once they get rid of your stomach acid, when you stop them, it comes back with a vengeance. And you really need a caring, empathetic, sympathetic physician to help you get off of these drugs. They're associated with bone fractures. They're associated with decreased B12, depression. So that was our first show, and we'll review some of that this coming Tuesday night uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, here on Rejuvenation Health Radio. And, you know, we do have a phone number. You can uh, listen to us on the phone at 347-989-8899. You can go to Block Talk Radio and uh, just put in the search box, Dr. Repice, R-E-P-I-C-E, or Rejuvenations Health Radio. And uh, you also have the option of Skyping into the show. There's a free Skype phone right there on the website. So you can listen to us in many different ways. And, and uh, as always, we really do appreciate your uh, uh, loyalty. And uh, just let me... Uh, get this point out one more time. I've talked about it a hundred times about diet soda. You know it can increase your chance of having a stroke. Researchers found that people who drank diet soft drinks daily 
were 43% more likely to have suffered a vascular event, including a stroke. This association persisted even after controlling for other factors that could increase your risk, such as smoking, physical activity, alcohol, diabetes, heart disease, diet. And according to the authors, quote, studies suggest that diet soda is not an optimal substitute for sugar-sweetened beverages and may be associated with a greater risk of stroke, myocardial infarction, or vascular death than regular soda. Diet sodas, ladies and gentlemen. They fool your brain, and they make you hungrier, and you actually gain weight when you eat them, and you just don't want to have a stroke. You don't want to have dementia. Please ditch the diet sodas. That study was done at the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio, originally presented in 2011 at the American Diabetes Association. 474 diet soda drinkers were followed for 10 years. You know what happened to them? Their waist grew by 70% versus the non-soda drinkers. And those who drank two or more diet sodas a day had a 500% greater increase in their waist size. So um, maybe that's why uh, Pepsi and Coke are all getting rid of the aspartame, which is associated with a host of uh, medical conditions, getting rid of uh, the artificial sweeteners. Uh, I'm sure that they'll come up with something that won't be as safe, but we'll have to wait and see on that. So diet sodas. I guess the, the, the take-home message is, you know, Go back to nature uh, and and eat a regular diet. Artificial sweeteners are thousands of times sweeter than regular sugar, and they trick you into thinking sugar's on its way, and when it doesn't come, you know, your metabolism gets all uh, messed up. You burn fewer calories every day. It makes you hungry and makes you crave sugar. You know, not that we're anything like rats, but rats that consumed artificial sweeteners ate more. The metabolism slowed, and they put on 14% more body body fat in two weeks than even with, when they were eating fewer calories. In a in population of, of human studies, however, there was a 200% increased risk of obesity in diet soda drinkers. Wow. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, it has been scientifically proven that eating fat doesn't make you fat. You know, we talked about Dr. Ansel Keys and the low-fat diet. Well, that's a, that's a thing of the past now. That's uh, been totally debunked. The new uh, regulations that are coming out uh, will recommend uh, higher fat intake. Uh, the, the 2015 guidelines reverse 40 years of this foolish fat phobia that has given us heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. And we'll report on them. I mean, the uh, Dietary Guideline Advisory Committee scientific report process has been submitted, and to many people's surprise, it included the elimination of warnings about dietary cholesterol. Another uh, remarkable turnaround is the Advisory Committee's revised stance on fats, 
uh, as noted in the Journal of the American Medical Association paper, the latest advisory report reverses nearly 40 years of nutrition policy. The new report concluded reducing total fat and replacing total fat with overall carbohydrates does not does not lower cardiovascular disease. And, uh, you know, that, that uh, Ansel Keys, who started this uh, 40 years ago, has been totally debunked because he cherry-picked the studies he was going to use, and uh, fat, eating fat does not make you fat. So the, the new dietary advice coming out should put an emphasis on optimizing the ty- types of dietary fat and not reducing total fat. Limiting total fat uh, was also not recommended for obesity, pre- obesity prevention. Instead, the focus is going to be placed on healthful food-based diet patterns, including more vegetables, fruit, whole grains, seafood, legumes, dairy products, and include less meats, sugar-sweetened foods, drinks, and refined sugars. So low-carbohydrate, high-protein, and with vegetables. So we'll see what happens uh, when uh, these guidelines finally make it uh, through all the committees and what have you but they definitely are ditching uh, cholesterol and total fat limits. Uh, A lot of us, and we've been talking about it for a year and a half now, uh, believe that the dietary guidelines were pointing us in the wrong direction and that these new ones are long overdue. And high-quality fat in your diet is critical, like olives, olive oil, coconuts, coconut oil, butter made from raw uh, grass-fed organic milk, Raw nuts, organic pasteurized eggs, and avocados, you know, they're really good for you. Dr. Ron had a whole series on that. Grass-fed meats and unheated organic nut oils. So we want to keep the trans fats, which are found in hydrogenated vegetable oils, we want to keep them out of our diet because they do promote heart disease. Saturated fats are not only essential for our cells and hormone function, but they also provide a concentrated source of energy in our diet. So high-fat, low-carb combination is the ideal way to go. And uh, as, the, as I say, as these make it through the uh, regulatory process, uh, we'll, we'll talk about them. We'll talk about the high-quality proteins and amino acids, the vitamin K2, which you don't hear a lot about. You know, that's a great vitamin, and uh, it's also knocked down by statin drugs. Yeah, it's high in uh, gouda, brie, cheeses, uh, some significant levels in cheddar and Kobe and hard goat cheese. Uh, but we'll, yeah, that, that we'll, when the guidelines come out, we'll talk about vitamin K2. Very important for your bone health, by the way. Well, here we go, uh, getting toward the end of the hour. Uh, my tooth is still in my mouth. Again, a big shout-out to Dr. Scott D., taking care of me. Hopefully I can make it through the weekend. And um, we will see you next week uh, when Dr. Ron will be back. And we can see you Tuesday night at 7 p.m. with the Dr. Ron Wellness Hour. So, ladies and gentlemen, this show has been brought to you by LipoLite Naples, 1575 Pine Ridge Road. Phone number is 239-331-5886. Give us a call. LipoLite consultations are always free. Nice staff associated there with the Euro, Euro Spa you know, to de-stress yourself, come in for a nice massage. Uh, really be glad to see you. Uh, so, And in August, we're going to really be looking forward to uh, Dr. Kalish coming on and talking about natural functional medicine and uh, a very interesting topic. And 
Dr. Jerry Smith, Dr. Gerald Smith, who uh, I call the future of medicine uh, when he gets back from his European tour. We'll have him on the Tuesday night show to talk about electromagnetic medicine and where we're going to the future and how, you know, just putting uh, uh, the the size of a uh, the, uh, letter paper in your mouth and balancing your bite can influence your spine. So very interesting man, helping a lot of people. Uh, we'll have him on the Tuesday night show. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I want to thank uh, my uh, lost friend, uh, Dr. Dan, who I met yesterday after 47 years of not seeing him. Had a great meeting with Dr. Dan and, and uh, looking forward to meeting his wife. So, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed day, and we will talk to you on Tuesday and then again Thursday. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com See you next week. Ciao.